Hello, I'm Katie Hines and welcome back to Jungle Confidential, the male's podcast and your place to hear all of the I'm a Celeb gossip. It doesn't seem to matter how much we try to make the show not about Matt Hancock, it just isn't working like that. Last night, it was even suggested that he would take part in another ITV reality show, Love Island. The millennials seem to absolutely love him and are 100% behind him signing up for that series. In other matters, we saw Baba Tunde, Chris Moyles and Boy George massively fail on their Bush Tucker trial. Wasn't Chris Moyles a wimp? They brought back just three stars out of 11. Boy George's chanting was also irritating. I can't believe anyone can sleep while that's going on. But what got viewers talking was Matt Hancock, still the camp leader, which means, of course, he gets to sleep in a proper bed and sit on a really comfy red chair in the camp, giving away some of his political secrets. He revealed that he urged Boris Johnson not to stand against Rishi Sunak in the most recent Conservative leadership conference. So how wonderful that I've got his father here today, Stanley Johnson. He appeared on the 2017 series alongside his friend George Toffolo, who ended up winning, and that year he was described as the most polite campmate. Morning, Stanley. Good morning, lovely to be here. Thanks so much for coming. Um, Last night, it tries not to be the Matt Hancock show, but it just is, isn't it? Just everything is about Matt Hancock. Well, no, last night I say was not totally about about Matt Hancock because we saw some movements. Three, you know, three of the um, quote unquote celebrities, and off they went. They went. They did something called Angel of the North, wasn't it? But maybe it was Angel of the South. Um, this amazing construction which they'd had in the jungle, you know, as always, pushing stars from one to another. They came back fairly shamefaced, I've got to say, because I think their sum total was three. Well, you know, we've been here for uh, more than a week now, and we've been used, getting used to these high, high stores. I mean, I haven't made a complete total, but I think we had 11 on two occasions from Hancock. Then there was a seven, which was still pretty good. You know, so the, the camp has been fairly well fed, and I suspect that tonight if you know they're not going to be quite so happy because they're going to see that three stars doesn't really feed 11 people very well they keep saying don't they that the food issue is really really does divide the camp and as you say so far they've been quite well fed haven't they now obviously they got three stars last night tonight chris moyles is doing a task now i think chris moyles showed last night he's a bit of a wimp isn't he so i'm just i'm wondering how many stars he's going to bring back tonight i fear not many and do you feel like the more hungry the camp is Perhaps, the, as you say, the dynamic changes and perhaps, you know, it might not be so friendly anymore. It's funny, if I go back to my time there, and I think I'm going back to 2017 there, which was possibly one of the last times we were in the jungle. Yeah, maybe but one of the last times. I think maybe we were there in 2018 as well. But my recollection was that I didn't actually mind not having much to eat. Um, in fact, I kind of welcomed it. But that, I think, is because I went in a bit overweight. And that, I think, is, is, is a practical consideration. If you are a bit overweight, then not having, you know, your usual uh, 1,000 calorie a day or whatever it is you usually have, it doesn't matter so much because you, 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 you've got supplies to use up. So, honestly, I didn't worry about the food side of things. But I noticed that, that some of my leaner companions, you know, fit men like, like Amir Khan, they minded, and you could see it was a, affecting them in a way that you could almost see that they were getting worried and, and angry even. And I wouldn't say, on the contrary, I said, wow, okay, well, a few more rice, a little bit of rice is good, and if it's beans, that's fine. 
But I think that we are going to see a, a, a change in the in the as equilibrium of the camp now, when they have to survive for the next few days on diminished rations. Do you think Matt Hancock has ingratiated himself with his campmates with his Bush Tucker trial successes? It's very interesting to me to see that the dynamic, um, which has been very um, pro getting the food, I've noticed that as the desire for food has become greater, the desire to, to think of Matt as a tainted source has kind of slightly diminished. And um, in the end, um, basically, those people in the camp, all of them, decided kind of collectively they didn't want to bite the hand that fed them. You know, and that is that is probably a sound, a sound tactic if you need those calories a day. Well, he's certainly getting stuck in, isn't he? I mean, he got stuck into his tasks and he did very well. Um, last night, we saw him singing the Dancing Queen ABBA hit and he even did the catwalk. I mean, he's certainly sort of trying to, I mean, he went in there trying to, what he says is to portray himself. And so we all see the real Matt Hancock. I mean, he is, isn't he? I mean, I've been amazingly impressed by his ability to concentrate and in this case his ability to concentrate on things which actually were good for his constituencies so i was kind of making the point that you can be a good constituency mp and do things which are important for your constituents without necessarily being on the spot all the time this is a constituency i'm talking about west sussex which is on the border of cambridge well when matt was health secretary he actually managed to to give a, a hundred million pound contribution for the building of a new children's hospital, something which is tremendously important to the constituency, you know, just just by the fact that he was there doing that. And, and, and in fact, he's also been a, a stern supporter of the St. Nicholas Hospice in his constituency, which, by the way, has has hospices around the country. And if you look at it, if you look at it, you see that in just a few months ago, he did a kind of hundred mile walk around Mont Blanc to raise money. So the point I'm trying to get at is that Hancock is in a sense a, a, a brilliant man, and he is being traduced is perhaps not the right word, but to say, oh, he's not there, therefore he's not working for his constituencies, is a mistake, because just take the dyslexia issue, and if I may just have one minute on this. Okay, people have been making this rather facile comment. Well, why isn't he talking about dyslexia in the jungle? Well, I can tell you, I went into the jungle in 2017, and of course I went in full of the things I normally do, which is campaign on environmental issues, the biodiversity convention, climate change, nature protection, all that sort of thing. And believe me, I did talk about it. I talked about it to my companions, and I hope they were interested. But that didn't necessarily necessarily mean it came out in the show as shown. Now, there is a moment when it will be very, very important indeed for Matt to make it absolutely clear that he is sticking to this dyslexia theme and it's an amazingly important theme. And that moment will be in the, as it were, coming out uh, interview. I say to myself, this is a man who was himself defined as being dyslexic. Um, and one of the points about the bill he is presented upon on December the 2nd, is to make sure there is early detection of dyslexia among children and that teachers especially trained to deal with it. This is such an important issue. So I'm giving him, and I seem to be very, very you know, there don't seem to be a lot of people who, who are doing this. I'm giving him a lot of credit on this. And I'm saying, you are also working for your constituents when you're tackling a big issue. By the way, I'd argue that working for your constituents, if you spend your time on climate change, for heaven's sake, they're going to be affected like everybody else. Well, there we are. That's me, that's me on this one. Now, 
Matt's the camp leader, which means he gets to sleep on a proper bed. And, and elected camp leader, by indeed, the way. Indeed, no, 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 indeed. Elected by the public too. By the public. I was elected by 10 million votes. I tell you, they sent me, they sent it to me when I was elected Prime Minister of Number 10 Downing Creek. Oh, yes. And, and, and Toff was elected in my vote. Yes, my she vice, was. Vice, Good old Toff. Good old, we love Toff here. Now, despite this, they, they all seem to kind of, you know, he's got a special chair that he sits on a comfort chair. They all like him. There's a really friendly camp going on here. You're camp, your experience in the I'm a Celebrity Jungle wasn't quite so friendly, was it? There were a lot more arguments in your year, weren't there? We had a running, running narrative, which was all to do with who ate the strawberries. It was called Strawberry well, Gate. In Amir and, Khan, yes, Amir Khan and his strawberries. Yes, and it, in, the, in the end, it was Amir who <laughs> ate the strawberries, and Ian Lee who Ian Lee took the flack. Ian Lee took the flack in the camp. And I can remember Becky Vardy looking across that campfire, darting, looking daggers at Ian. Well, it turned out when all was revealed right at the end, no, Amir scoffed them and he'd let Ian Lee carry the can on this. Yeah, that was a running, that was a running episode. And I think you're right. It did lead to some ill feeling, which only goes to show how a plate of strawberries, which you might say is not the most nourishing thing, although we did have some cream on top of it, was still something to fight over. Well, also, it's the point, wasn't it? I mean, I was going to bring Rebecca Vardy up with you because, of course, you were in the jungle with her. And, you know, I think I would have been quite scared being in the jungle with her, especially, as you just said, you know, when she shot poor Ian Lee daggers. I mean, what was she really like when you were with her? I was very fond of, very fond of Rebecca Vardy. I mean, you know, I, I, I will absolutely stand up for that lady. Mm-hmm. Um, I really will. Mm-hmm. And I, I just found myself tremendously privileged. Honestly, if I go back and look back, yes, you know, it was 17 days. It wasn't my case, I think. You don't have a lot to read because you, there's nothing, there's no, no written room material. You don't have a lot to write with because there's no pens to write with. You have your thoughts and you can get, get along with those for a while. But above all, you get to talk to people who are there. And I think this particular group, I'm talking about the 2017 group, was superb. I mean, okay, there's Amekan, there was Toff who became a friend, there was Becky Vardy, there was Dennis Wise, there was Jenny McAlpine, there was Jamie Lomas. I mean, I can't tell you how graced I felt to be in, 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 in their company. This is not an experience which normally comes across. I don't meet a lot of footballers in, in normal life. I don't meet a lot of... Wags. Wags. <laughs> professional boxers, Amir, Amir Khan. He, he was marvellous. I mean, they're, they're quite good at having a good mix of people on there, aren't they? And your year does sound... I mean, that, I guess, for Matt... Will that be quite quite good for him, won't it? Because he, you know, when, as you say, you know, when when will he have been around people? You know, a coronation, a coronation Street actress, or a Hollyoaks actor, you know, or you know, a member of the royal family in Mike Tyndall. You know, there is a real mix of people, and it must be quite nourishing for you to be around these people. Well, I guess as a, as a former secretary for health, he got to meet quite a lot of people because you know that's what that's what you do when you're a senior governmental figure, whether you get to know them on a kind of one-to-one basis is another matter. You certainly in the quote-unquote jungle do get to know people on a one-to-one basis. And I have a feeling he has opened up on quite a few points. Um, you know, some of them you know, we, we heard last week. This whole question of forgiveness, I mean, well, I'm just speaking personally now. You know, I would have said that for the um, episode in which he was filmed as a young lady, I'd say that he hasn't sent paid a price for that. As he stood down, how many times can you charge a man for an offence which he's already been fined for? Um, 
in a way, he's asking to be forgiven for being Matt Hancock. Well, Matt Hancock is what he is. And uh, I, I, I see him as a man who has, in fact, shown a huge amount of talent. In the camp, they all seem to quite like him, don't they? I mean, they all seem to have warmed to him, with the exception of Boy George, who I think has a real problem with him. I would say the verdict, the jury is still out as far as yeah. Sue Cleaver yeah. is concerned. I mean, she's there's a, a degree of scepticism there. I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether now that the, as it were, the food winning aspect has, has shifted, whether Hancock still bays in this glow of acceptance. Do you see what I mean? It'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see in the next few mm-hmm. days whether the camp may say, let's let's remember all the bad things. Let's forget the way he fed us for a week. Uh, and also, you know, at the moment, he's a camp leader. I mean, being voted camp leader has been great for him, hasn't it? And you wonder when that's going to change, don't you? I mean, we know what the jungle's like. It's brutal. And like you say, it just takes one thing, doesn't it, to change the dynamic? Yes, I wouldn't say, from my, from my experience, I wouldn't say it was brutal at all. It was a, a wholly a wholly invigorating experience. I was sad when my lilo popped um, <laughs> because, you know, that was my special luxury item and it yeah. was rather wonderful because <laughs> I meant I could find some place where I thought the cameras weren't watching. I'd have a quiet snooze, you see. <laughs> and then one day I walked past the, the campfire and stupidly allowed the flame to pop the lilo. With the exception of, obviously, I know you see Toff a lot. Who else have you kept in contact with? Have you Have you stayed friends with these people? Well, you 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 raise um, a very good point. I have obviously kept in touch with Toff because not only did we do Celebrity Hunted together, and I can tell you that is mm. that is a fun thing. We also did something called Gogglebox, which I could not understand. You've certainly become quite a, quite a nice double act, haven't you, the pair of you? Well, I don't, heaven knows how double X, um, how long double X will go on. But I think I think I've got to the end of the line. Um, by the way, I do in a sort of purely opportunistic way hope that some of the things I talk about for example if you said to me why really am I promoting Matt Hancock well I can tell you one of the reasons it got me so excited about this was the fact that he was not going to be in parliament voting for the conservatives because at that moment and it's still true today the conservatives are proposing the Rees-Mogg retained European law bill proposing a measure which is going to result in something like 500 vital environmental measures being, you know, amended or or sunsetted, let's just say um, scrapped, and something like three or 4,000 other measures. And it's a massive, massive undertaking which is going through Parliament. And I'm longing for MPs to oppose it, including Conservative MPs. So, of course, my heart leapt up when the whip was taken away from Matt Hancock. And I said, well, at least that's one more, one fewer Conservative votes. And I'm very much hoping the government here is listening and will withdraw. It came quite, uh, quite, quite by accident. Rees-Mogg had it, but Rees-Mogg resigned on the very morning it was presented to Parliament. So some other mm. some other minister did it. And would you believe it, the thing is still going through Parliament. And if it, if it does go through Parliament, a whole number of EU laws are going to be scrapped. No, not EU laws, but the legislation which derives, which we fully participate in making. And that, by the way, will completely affect the environmental uh, situation in Britain, the nature protection situation, and actually workers' rights, consumer rights, animal welfare. It's a piece of madness. And of course, I've taken opportunity as, whenever I can, including being with, you, being with you here this morning, Katie, to say, come on, Hancock, if you do get back out of this jungle and, and you do get back into Parliament, well, return the favour, will you, and make sure you vote against your government on this one. You haven't got the whip. You're not whipped. 
So use your mind and say, this re-smog bill needs to die death. Is he somebody you know well? No, I wouldn't say I, wouldn't say I do. Um, but obviously I've met him over the years. And I first met him when he, had, he was in the process of losing, would you believe this, 14 kilograms? 14 kilos. Wow. Now, and wow. why was he doing that? Because and this is the kind of man he is. He said, I want to ride a horse in and win the new market something plate. Go, you know, it's been going for years and years. It's quite a longish race, actually. I think it may, maybe, you know, maybe almost over suddenly over two miles, might even before. And would you believe it? He he so he got his weight down to jockey weight, he got a horse, and he and he won it. Wow. And and what, and what did he win it for? He won he won it so that he could give the funds to the Disabled Jockeys Association. Now, if that isn't working for your constituency, if you're a Newmarket MP, I don't know what is. I mean, he he does seem like a man who's a bit bit of a doer, isn't he? I mean, you know, he does a lot, as we've just been discussing. It does all seem a little bit unfair, doesn't it, that he's getting so much, so much criticism, you know, for a couple of things. Well, I'm very glad. I hope someone quotes you, Katie. I hope you'll get quoted. Katie... Katie says, it's a bit unfair that Hancock's getting so much criticism. I hope you put that out. Well, I mean, actually, in the Daily Mail today, I've written a piece about how much I fancy him. So I'm very much behind Matt Hancock. You should read it. I'm going to rush off off and buy it. (laughs) I'm a big fan. Um, But I'm really interested in how he is turning it around. And and as I mentioned earlier, the young young people, I mean, they're the the harshest critics sometimes, aren't they? The, The sort of millennial social media generation. And they seem to have really fallen for him. I mean, they're watching him on this show. I mean, I just think this has been, I mean, I want to say PR triumph. That maybe is a bit unfair to say it's all about PR, but I think it's been a triumph, actually. I mean, I was the first person to say, what the hell is he doing? This is a nightmare. But actually, now I think he could make the final. I mean, my, my money's on him and Boy George in the final. Well, this is very, very interesting. You, you, you've revealed a whole new aspect. Because uh, I, I sit at the breakfast table and my wife says, for Christ's sake, why are you going? She doesn't doubt, she doesn't swear. But, you know, she can't believe that I'm out there defending Matt Hancock. And I say, look, A, he went to the same Oxford College as I did. <laughs> Sorry, it was a frivolous point. But B, I say a man who has had to deal with the problems of dyslexia. And by the way, it's, it, it was what you might call late mm, detected yes, was. Yeah. dyslexia. Do you see what I mean? So you you go through a lot of your life. But I say to myself, in this in this world, I give credit for where he's come from as well. I mean, he hasn't he hasn't had a kind of silver spoon, silver spoon existence. He has really earned his spurs in so many ways. So Stanley, is it time to forgive Matt Hancock? I would say yes, absolutely. And so who is your pick to win, Stanley? I believe that Matt Hancock, on the evidence of this show so far, deserves to win. 100% sure that Matt Hancock deserves to win on performance alone. Stanley, thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining us. And yeah, you and I feel, feel very similar about Matt Hancock, I think. Thanks for listening. I'm Katie Hind and that was Jungle Confidential, the Mail's daily podcast about all things I'm a celebrity. Find us at dailymail.co.uk slash jungleconfidential, Mail Plus, or wherever you subscribe to get your podcasts from. Join us every day for insiders, mail experts, former winners, celebrities and insider info you won't hear anywhere else. (laughs) 